It's Just Because I Love You Day. I'm Tabby, and when you listen to this podcast, you're Carla. I got called a know-it-all this week, and I have some big feelings about it. Uh, Marla isn't here, and so we're going to do this one without her. Uh, I I need help. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really, really loud laugh that I did in the middle of Tabby's intro. I'm sorry. Well, I am super funny. I was well. I thought that you were saying you needed help because you forgot what you were supposed to be reading. And no, I read it all. I just ran out of words, so I improvised, and I do need help in many ways because of all your big feelings. I've got big feelings, and I just need help. Help me! Help me! Help me, Rhonda! Help! Help me, Carla! Help! I need somebody. Help. Mar- Marla's not here. She's usually the one that bursts into Yeah, I'm, I'm helping her. shoes to fill. <laughs> Your turn, Megan. Uh-oh. Oh, bye. Bye, Megan. You going to go pee? <laughs> oh, it stinks in there. Oh. I mean, not like, like it smells like pure ammonia. Like somebody uh, peed all over the floor. That yep. could have happened. That's a possibility. Anything can happen on just because I love you day. <laughs> uh, all right. You want me to start? Yes. No. Okay. Oh, Stop. Megan says yes, so Okay. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I guess I found out that I was called a know-it-all. And even just saying it out loud is kind of making me giggle, which is part of the big feelings. Because I compared it to being called like a poopy pants. (laughs) Where like on one hand, it's really not that bad. Like it's not the best of insults. No, it's way better than being called a poopy pants nobody wants to have poop in their pants well my but son you does should want to know it all <laughs> you can't if you have the option between it between knowing it all and having poop in your pants i would say go for the know it all but it was also not meant like a nice thing because it's not you know it's not a phrase used to describe good things in fact i went to google <laughs> don't ask me why <laughs> Just listen. All I but all I googled was why being a know-it-all is actually a good thing. I wanted to see if anybody else had written an article or a blog or something sort of the way that we feel about it. I could not find a single one. The first like three pages of Google are nothing but like how to stop being a know-it-all. Why know-it-alls are insufferable. Why it's a bad thing. Why you need to be different. Why you need to like you know all of this stuff. To know less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or at least what it is, is you should know things, but you shouldn't tell other people basically, or there's a time and a place to tell people the stuff that you know. And if you're doing it all the time, then you're somehow a bad person. Yeah. Well, I think it's such a loaded name too, because what are they saying? Really? Are they saying she's rude? Is she saying that she usually, um, well, they're saying that they're upset about something and they don't have better words. Because if people stopped and thought about what they meant by know-it-all, they would pick a different a, a different insult, like I said. Like four of them. Yeah. Rude would be more accurate. But people don't usually say accurate things. They don't go for the accurate descriptor. They go for expressing their feelings on the matter. And they feel like, ooh, that girl, that girl right now, I just want to say something. She thinks she knows stuff. Well, but what it... Marla has, or not We're going to pause for a second. <laughs> fruit snacks for everyone. Okay. Well, how'd you get your fruit snacks? 
Marcy was Marcy's on the hunt for some fruit snacks. Yeah, I think we unpaused too soon. Well, I almost called her Marla too. I wanted to clarify for Carla that Marla is not here. I was saying I was trying to say Marcy. We have Margot, Marcy, and Marla. Cammy. And so I have a hard time not just saying all of their names at once. Marla Seago. Marla Seago. What, okay, so back to the conversation. Would have made a difference if that person had just said, she's really rude. Um, I probably would still feel about how I feel now. That's That was what was more surprising, is coming from the background and the family and the like uh, philosophy we have on being insulted and why you're being insulted. Most of the time, it's, yeah, you're probably not going to like it, but you'll be okay. What you mean by our philosophy is we are supposed to evaluate whether it's true. Yes. And if it is true, we should deal with it to fix it. And right. if it's not true, then we don't have to accept it. Right. And what happened this time was um, my husband actually, he was being a little bit, uh, I don't think facetious is the right word. Sorry. I can't think of words. I'm pregnant and I can barely think. Um, but basically he came to me because I was telling him, I was like, I'm actually kind of hurt. I was like a little more than I thought that I would be. Like I was surprised at how how much being called a know-it-all was bothering me. And so he pulled it on me. He was like, oh, literally like that. Oh, is it true, Tabby? Because if it's not, you don't have to worry. And I sat for a second and went, well, it is true. That's why it bothers me. Because <laughs> typically that would mean I need to fix something, I said. And so I'm conflicted because here I am trying to be introspective, trying to make sure that when I do display my confident behavior and telling people how they should live their life, that it is doing it the right way. And it's harder to do when, when they hate you for it. It's hard to do when somebody lashes back and says, well, you're just a know-it-all because right. that is true. And so then I, my usual response is, oh, I need to fix that. But in this case, it's like, well, well, do I? Or is this just something I have to live with now and, and sort of hang my head around these people and be like, yeah, I'm a know-it-all. Why, why would you hang your head when you said it? Because, again, it's implied that it's a bad thing and it's right. hard to stand apart from a crowd. It's hard. It's hard to be the only person in a room wearing blue while everybody else wears red. You, you know? should be like, you think I know it all. You should meet my sister. I have said that actually. Not, <laughs> not about being a know-it-all, but I have said before when talking to uh, and talking to, like other people, I've been like, oh yeah, and my sister. <laughs> no, not that Mandy yeah. girl. She's got an opinion or two she's yeah. willing to share. You have a reputation. It precedes you. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> she's got a gloss right over that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have no I She have doesn't no care. This does not bother me in the least because See? I have worked through it and I'm convinced that the culture is what needs to change on this matter. The culture is the one trying to make you feel bad for knowing stuff. And I that's know just that. absurd. I know that. But that's but that's why I'm saying that it's 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 more than that. It's a little more compound because if you actually point that out to them, if you say, well, is it bad to know things or to at least think that I know things? Because don't we all? We all yeah. think we know what's right. Right. But what they're actually saying is you should not express it because well, everybody has opinions and I'm thoughts that sure, they think are true. I'm not sure that that. I'm not sure that's totally accurate what you're saying right there. I don't think that there are a lot of people left who do have any confidence in their beliefs at all. 
I don't think they know anything. How? Yeah, I think that they're most, they've been so used to suppressing it and not judging and not thinking about it and not sharing their opinions. They don't have the confidence. And so they actually do believe that there is a very good chance they are not right about everything all the time. And, and so, but, but like wouldn't, but wouldn't that be having their own ideas about what's right and what's right is not thinking, not judging, not having opinions. What's the right thing to do is to not be confident. Yeah. They haven't thought that far. Okay. See, I can't help it. I'm a know-it-all. Well, yeah. okay. Now this is tied to false humility as well. Yeah. For so me? People do, not to you. Oh. I'm just saying that for people who are like, wow, I actually, I do know something but I don't want to appear like I know something. I don't want to appear like a know-it-all. I don't want to appear overly or aggressively confident. So I'm going to show this false humility, which is where you get the whole, like, in my humble opinion. Mm. It's like, no, if you actually know something to be a fact or you really do believe something to be true, it's not your opinion anymore. It's fact. Yeah. Well, yeah, what Megan said. Okay. Well, that never happened. Oh, you just witnessed it. We recorded it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We agree with you. Um, although I think of the last podcast, I was vehemently not yeah. agreeing with you. I thought Tabby was going to slap me across the table, Carla. Mm, mm, mm. You're about to get violent. I got feelings. Did you guys listen to that spoken word poem that I, I love? I did. Too? I like it. I love completely. I almost want to play it, but I don't know how long it is. It's, um, well, let me just tell you who the guy is, at least, so you can look it up. Oh. There's some Taylor. Well, we can link it in the comments. We might be able to link it. If um, we remember. It's Sorry, good. And it's a clip <laughs> from oh. Deaf Poetry Season 2, but it doesn't tell... This one is a it's bootleg copy and doesn't tell... Oh, Taylor Molly. Taylor Molly. And it's not just the poem itself, but the performance of it, which is brilliant. Yeah, well, spoken word poetry is very much about the delivery, but he basically... I'm going to butcher it, but he basically gets <laughs> on stage and says, have you noticed that... Like, it has become fashionable to, like, put an invisible question mark at the end of our sentences. You know? You know? <laughs> and he's like, you know, people are afraid to say things with definite clarity and force because they don't want to appear arrogant or, like, a know-it-all. And so, as a result, we're intentionally dumbing ourselves down. We think it's a virtue. It's a good thing to be stupid or at least pretend to be stupid and to lie politely by downplaying the amount of knowledge you've got in your head. So yeah, we have an absolute attack on intellectualism in this culture, if I may be frank. You know what I think is also contributing to it is that so much of our conversations are happening and being recorded, whether through text messages or social media or literally on a recorded podcast like right now. hey yo. And, <laughs> and we think that it's like, oh, if we put something out there, we are going to be responsible for that conversation or that yeah. point for right. the rest of our lives right. that people can't because there's been stuff brought up in people's Twitter like three years ago yeah and it's like those people have changed they've evolved they might not even have that opinion anymore so I think there's also a fear that whatever they say now will be you know used against yeah them. well I think if you've got that fear that it's a healthy fear and you should definitely not say the thing that you're afraid of having mm -hmm. to defend definitely yeah. be quiet in that case but that includes saying so-and-so is a know-it-all if you don't want to be a held, account held accountable for what a silly insult that is. I will remember it. And we will write, we will make a whole podcast episode about <laughs> how silly that about it. comment is. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think people should be more careful about what they're saying with the understanding that others are listening, others are watching. God has always been there watching, even before Twitter and YouTube <laughs> and podcasts. Um, right. So we, sh we are responsible for the things that we say, 
but all the more reason to think for a long time, think carefully, be very clear, and then say what you actually mean. Don't say something that first comes to your mind because you're upset with Tabby. Don't say the first thing that pops into your mind because you're afraid that, you know, somebody is going to be mad at you for not saying whatever it is that you're going to say. Make sure it's what you really mean. But then don't be intimidated or, you know, silenced by the fact that somebody thinks, hey, you know something because... <laughs> Because, yeah, that actually is a compliment. They're actually, what they're really saying is, I've never met somebody who actually knows stuff. <laughs> yeah, but why would that make, I I understand I'm already radical, but I have never once in my life had a conversation with somebody and walked away and was angry because they knew more than me. I think, I think there are some, like, just general preferences involved in this situation. Because I also sent you guys a picture this week of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, I like that picture. I'm going to share this story with Carla. I don't even know for sure that it happened to Arnold, but it's still a good story. It's in his biography. Oh, is it? Oh, great. Okay. Well, Arnold, Arnold testifies it's true. Apparently, over the years as a bodybuilder, he had a lot of people come up to him and say, oh, I would never want to look like you because they're really like shockingly muscular, right? Yeah. And I get where they're coming Scary from. Scary, so. Like, it, it, there's a preference there for lean versus bulky body types. And there are people who are like, oh, yeah, I just don't want to look that bulky. But his response, rather than being offended that they didn't want what he had, I thought was really genius. And legend has it, biography has it, that he <laughs> would say, don't worry, you never will look like me. Don't worry. You won't. You won't. And so if people say oh, I wouldn't want to be a know-it-all like you, I think it's perfectly appropriate to say, oh, don't worry, you won't. Well, that that was the second part, is that if if this had actually happened to my face, and it really was like in the heat of anger, I could have handled that better. I, w- I would have probably laughed it off. I would have probably been able to call it out or something. Like, I'm used to emotional reactions in the heat of the moment of things and making them be accountable for those words they say then. Yeah. But when the stuff happens and I'm not around, then it's like, geez, not only was it premeditated, you know, you that think was emotions later. only happen when you're there. Tabby? <laughs> no, I know. I know that they're probably stronger when I'm there. I understand that they still happen. Yeah, I'm just saying, harsher. yeah, they're usually a little bit harsher. And again, I think there is this pressure to be like, Hey, I didn't even get to defend myself. Right. And so there was, there was some of that too. And to be fair, I'm, I'm pretty rock solid in my knowledge or being a know-it-all when it comes to academia and Mm -hmm. and things I I'm already used and practiced being okay with being smart in school, even though I do know people who were purposely trying to look dumb there. Yeah. I'm not as confident. And the reason I was called know it all now, which is it's still relatively new for me to say, this is the way I think people should live their lives and anything that departs from it probably is bad. And, and so it's a little bit like our mom shaming podcast where it's like, you <laughs> our children are fighting each other in the living room. Um, you know, where if, if I was 100% confident in it, this probably wouldn't be affecting me. But I think that's part of the reason why I was blindsided is because right. I was like, oh, I thought I was confident in this. I thought that I was ready for backlash. And again, this isn't even the, this isn't even the worst thing that's ever been said about me. Yeah. Like there's been, there's been worse. So I don't know why it was like, oh, well, not that's a fair. If, if you are, <laughs> if you're having the feelings because you're like, 
recognizing it's sort of a sore spot where you have some more work to do to build your confidence, then that's valid. And you can say, you know, I wasn't expecting this and I'm, I'm, I don't want you to borrow from my confidence. Yeah, she's so mean. To try to like, in, to try to force yourself to believe something that you don't yet believe yourself. It's, it's not that I don't believe the things that I've been saying. It's. Do you have any idea what you've been saying, by the way? Is there any context? I have no idea. I don't know what, you what know. <laughs> I don't know what conversation it was that made me the know it all. So like, so, but you're pretty sure you weren't like doing advanced calculus. No, and, no. Like, cause that, cause that wouldn't make it true. That's what I said. I know I'm confident in what I do and don't know in yes. academia. I wouldn't be trying to pretend like I know physics. It's right. like, I don't know physics. Hey, but that's an important point, Carla. It's, it's really a good first step to start with what you don't know. That like the step one to becoming a know-it-all is really just to stop talking about stuff when you're completely ignorant. Like, oh, I know nothing about um, Olympic high diving. I don't know yeah. anything <laughs> about like uh, the proper temperature to mix concrete. I don't know anything mm, about. Good one. Um, I'm terrible at like hair care and makeup stuff, girly stuff like that. Yeah, I, you're I, still I, allowed to have an opinion about it. No, you're not. If you don't know anything about it, you should just stop talking. <laughs> If yeah, I don't if know anything about hair, makeup, like should I tell you that your makeup looks bad? If to you it looks bad, yeah, I'm well, saying that no, there's no. a hairdresser Those comes in and wears like rainbow hair. That's what I'm saying. No, no, you can no. still have an opinion, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean about that what it's looks going good. to be factual. But you can't have an opinion about Olympic high diving. Like right. there's just, there's no. Well, you can have an opinion whether you were impressed. Yeah. But it doesn't mean any, like you're not going to go sit there on, on the judges board. Right. Right. We're, we're not talking about preferences. That's where I was trying to make sure that it was clear that what I was saying was confident and with with certainty that there is a right and wrong way to Olympic high dive. Right. We weren't talking and about that. And if you're trying but, to teach something yeah. with facts, something that's objectively true or objectively false, then yeah, just know what your limits are. And if you have no business teaching, just be quiet. That's, that's kind of what the Bible says. Not many of you should presume to be teachers because... Not all of you know what you're talking right. about. The stuff that I was trying to convey, because it, I, I know that it had to do with the topic of religion and, and lifestyle right. and, um, you know, like Jesus and all that stuff. Jesus. <laughs> all that, Jesus and stuff. Jesus and all that stuff. I'm like stuff. trying to clear my throat. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know it had to do with that. And I am confident in what I know and what I could teach on those topics. The part I'm not confident in as much is the actual art of teaching it. Like I, I know that I have good information to share. I've been a coward most of my life about sharing it. And so actually going out boldly and confidently and trying to teach and share that information is what gives me pause sometimes because you know, in your head, you're going to get backlash. It's not going to be well received. And so you think like, Oh yeah, I got it. And then you get backlash and you're like, Oh, Oh, but I didn't know it was going to hurt like that. I've got bad news. Well, for both of you, really. We don't even know how many times we've been referred to as know-it-alls as a result of this I podcast. Know. Because it's one thing to have conversations as a family every week, but to actually record it and put it out on the internet thinking others might want to listen, that's just next level audacity right there. I know. <laughs> so, if But it, at least I don't know about it. Yeah. If it hurts to know that it's happening, then just try not to think about that. If it hurts only when you're aware of exactly who said it and at what time of which day. That hurts more. Does it? Yeah. Yes. I would rather have strangers 
from all over telling me something like I'm a know-it-all than, than having it be somebody closer to home. Yeah, but that's everybody, that right? Love. Yeah. But you know everybody. what? You're in the good company of Jesus who couldn't even perform very many miracles in Nazarene or Nazareth because that was his hometown. Everybody was like, that Jesus. I know that. I watched his diapers be changed. I understand that Jesus gives me good company, but sometimes Jesus, it's a little lonely. There goes Megan. Shall we pause a second? That's fine. Remember where we stopped? Oh, I don't remember where we stopped either. It's been a good long pause this time. Oh, and look, Marcy's back. She wants snacks all the time. It's a shame when they don't sleep how much they need food for energy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They do seem to be hungrier on days they're less sleepy. Like they need the actual sugar spike to keep going. Mossy. So Megan was saying that she was a, she was afraid we hadn't really brought this home for you, Carla, that we had been focusing on Tabby and we aren't really being very clear about like, how does this apply? Yeah. We don't want to neglect you, Carla. How does it apply to Carla? Well, Carla, (laughs) have you ever been called a know-it-all? Actually, you know what? I was probably the person. We're going to talk about me for a second, Carla. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. We're done talking about you, Tabby. We're talking about me. I, because I think that maybe Carla might be in the same spot that I was a few years ago where it's like I was the person thinking that people were know-it-alls. Yeah. We might have to pause again. Well, Megan, no. was, just, Megan was just making about her. I thought that yeah. Tabby could go and discipline some more. I Just not to be a know-it-all in the parenting department, but if it were me, I would put her back in her crib right now. Oh I told boy. her she couldn't. I told her she couldn't come in, or she'd get a spanking. So oh, that's I why. See. That is why she was yelling from the other room because right. Ooh, I can't was... walk in. Yep. <laughs> bad. Bad choice in the d- type of discipline when you <laughs> encourage yes. them to yell louder. I didn't. In my head, I'm trying to get back here. I'm not making clear decisions, and I had already told her you're not allowed to walk in. And she, being Marcy, is like, "That's fine. I'll just scream." I'll just yell. Well, I mean, it's resourceful. Uh, I'm My goal, for what it's worth here, my goal, Carla, is to make it so that by the end of this episode, you're actually disappointed if you haven't been called a know-it-all at some point. That's my goal. <laughs> and if you're thinking about calling somebody else a know-it-all, you know, maybe have a different perspective. Now, somebody else is being rude or um, I know, ooh, let's talk about the word arrogant. Yeah. I don't mean to go down a bunny rabbit, but at one point, at one point, Mandy had a blog with the word arrogant in it's it, right? It's still my blog. The, the cultures ar- at war, an arrogant American, arrogant <laughs> American explores everything. It's her tagline. Yeah. Um, and, and usually arrogant is a very negative word. And I still would have to agree with the world that says that. Um, yeah. That it usually means a, a feeling of superiority, but it also is like a synonym for know-it-all. Right. Um, well, you can't feel superior unless you do actually know it all. Like if we wanted to talk about that temptation in me and other people who know things, like we could go that route. But but to just be upset that somebody is a know-it-all. Right. Mm. Well, actually this week on dad's Facebook wall, he's been exploring the conversation about do we know more than non-believers or are we better than I'm going to go put Marcy to bed. Um, good choice. I support you. <laughs> But you only support her because she took your know-it-all advice. (laughs) I was hoping somebody would point that out. Okay, so I was going to talk about the fact that Dad has kind of been touching on this topic a little bit, and then we got to wrap up for the the whole episode. Um, But this has a lot to do with the whole don't judge 
um, conversation too, which we've talked about a lot. Because if you judge a person, you're automatically going to be seen as both a know-it-all and arrogant. And it's arrogant to pretend like you know more than somebody else. Um, and so, so yeah, from the perspective of a Christian, whether we're or not, whether or not we're allowed to judge, or whether there's a correct time and place to tell the truth has been a serious theme on dad's Facebook wall. And he's gotten so much engagement, so many shares, so many comments this week because people are hungry for some actual truth and some actual boundaries on this subject, I think. Um, and what's ironic is it's almost like a collective sigh of relief that people feel like they're allowed to comment to him because he's saying truth matters, judgment is important, everybody does it. Don't don't worry about being called arrogant. It's our responsibility as Christians to know what we're talking about. And they feel like they can finally get involved and comment and share because they realize there's truth there. And for all this time, they've been sort of suppressing that, I think. And just being, just feeling like they're allowed to have that conversation, I think, is kind of relieving. And it goes to what I saw this week on Martin Isles's Facebook. Now, Martin Isles and I may not be pronouncing his name right. It's, his last name is I-L-E-S. Um, he's an Australian commentator, political commentator, and theologian. And somebody asked him, how can we encourage the next generation of Christians? Like, how can we encourage them to share their faith? And he said, what you need to know is that the next generation, particularly college age and younger, are positively starving for truth. They're starving for somebody who knows something. And he said, the boomers and older, not to stereotype a generation, but like older people a lot of times are afraid of being too arrogant, you know, or too authoritarian. And what he was saying, as a man who goes from college to college speaking, people, young people are craving truth like crack. His words, not mine. <laughs> it's like crack for them. I stand up I and he's like, he's like, nobody's even told them how to tell the difference between a man and a woman. They're, they're like, are we allowed to say that we know something? Is that really something you're getting away with right now on stage? And so it's like crack to them to be able to hear a person take a stand. And so um, that's why I used the term arrogant in my blog. I basically just, you know, captured it, owned it. And, and realize that there is a need for some certainty in places that God gave us hearts and brains because we're supposed to use both. And the brains are the things that we've been taught by our culture to pluck out of our, our heads because we don't want to appear too arrogant. And it's like, well, it's pretty arrogant to tell a person you think they're a know-it-all. Like, <laughs> I don't know everything, but saying. I know you are a know-it-all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much, but I know I don't like whatever you just said. <laughs> also, Isn't that what it usually is? It's yeah. like, what you just said makes me feel bad. Yep. I know all of that stuff. Ha! Huh? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what it was mostly just surprised by the feeling. And I don't know why I'm allowed to feel a little bit hurt by it. But I was surprised that I did. That was all. Yeah. I hear you. I got you. Can can that actually be heard? My daughter crying um, upstairs. Not super loud. <laughs> it's very faint. Oh my! Yeah, we have some we have some kiddos that need our attention. And there's taco shells all over is the this, living room. If I push this button, what's going to happen? Is it going to fade in? <gasps> yeah, oh. we have a little bit of a shorter episode than usual, but not bad. 
So probably because our children are just losing their minds. It's all right. We got things to do. Do you feel better, Tabby? No, now I feel like a bad parent. What? Let's start a new podcast. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Bye, Carla. Thank you for joining us for Just Because I Love You Day. You can find us on MeWe in the group Four Sisters Birth and Motherhood Counseling and Instagram at Four Sisters One Savior. We also have a new email account, Four Sisters One Savior at gmail.com. Those are all numerals, not words. Four Sisters One Savior. See you next time.